All right. Well, I'm recording, so whenever you are ready to roll. I'm ready to roll. Let's do this. (laughs) This show brought to you by... (laughs) (laughs) This show brought to you by Archivos. HTTPS colon backslash digital, Helping organize and manage your original and fan fiction stories also to organize when your co-hosts are in the background mumbling while you read copy <laughs> and by audible get a free audiobook when you sign up today audiotrial.com backslash sci-fi diner um should the co-host be correcting you when you say like audio trial instead of audible trial whatever yes <laughs> that's yeah. fine so we'll we'll cut that in post all right but sounds they great. won't because they'll always put it in so and by <laughs> audible get a free audiobook when you sign up today audibletrial.com backslash sci-fi diner Excellent. and back to you <laughs> <laughs> and on the flip side hey. oh, oh boy <laughs> welcome to the show kids Welcome to the Sci-Fi Diner Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Scott Herzog. Hello, I'm Miles P. McLaughlin. Hi, I'm M. Space Pants Garcia. You are M. Space Pants Garcia. <laughs> Woohoo! Oh hummus my. and chips Garcia, too. You're what? Uh, yeah, hummus and chips? Yeah, that's your MS. That's, that's good. Try saying that five times real fast. Hummus and chips. Hummus, hummus and chips, hummus and chips, hummus and chips, hummus and chips, hummus and chips. <laughs> So you just suck it in chips. How about that? Uh, there we go. Suck anyway, it. hi everybody. Yeah, sounds great. Yeah, <laughs> welcome back to the diner. We're so glad that you're joining us tonight, this afternoon, this morning, or whatever you're listening to us. And, in the uh, car, on a plane, yeah. on a boat, in I, space. How cool would that be? That would be awesome. Hi, we're writing to you from the ISS. Stop <laughs> being mean to Miles, Scott. We love M. Sincerely, astronauts. There you go. <laughs> oh Someday. man, I put the ass in astronaut. But... Ew. <laughs> Ew. Right. This is oh. a family show. Oh, I know. I'll cut that out in post. Oh boy, I'm gonna get a beer now. <laughs> oh yeah, family show. It's not gonna be a family show after that beer. But I can hold my liquor anyway. <laughs> All right. Well, we know what's on the menu tonight. Um, <laughs> on our menu tonight, Miles, why don't you tell us about the menu before we get too sidetracked here? Uh, just one second here. Right. I'll tell you what's on my menu. Hummus and chips. It's hummus and chips and linen kugels grapefruit shandy. It's very refreshing. Not a lot of alcohol. Just right after a nice humid day. Shandy, grown-up lemonade. You know, maybe they can sponsor our podcast. Sure. Shandy. Didn't you guys used to drink scotch when you were recording in the early days? Do we ever drink scotch, Miles? Or something? I don't think Scott. I don't think it was Scotch. We did have uh, occasionally. We've had alcohol. We should play a sci-fi diner drinking game. <laughs> no, that would be a bad idea. Yeah. How many times does Scott mispronounce something? Yeah. Well, How many times dude, does M misread something? <laughs> that would be. I mean, 
Um, How many times does Miles have to put up with Scott being kind of a tool to him? <laughs> yeah, it's sad. <laughs> All right. Well, tonight's menu, uh, we'll talk about a little what's going on in our sci-fi world. Uh, we have some good listener feedback. Uh, we have X-Files trailer, some Terminator news. We'll have our interview with Mark Ben David from uh, Dark Matter, and our Sci Five at Five, Sci Fi Five and Five will be uh, our reactions to the uh, st- new Star Wars trailer. Oh, there will be reactions as always. Yes. Will there? There will, will there? There will. It. Yep, you're going to react them. I guarantee it. But I'm just going to say one thing: Porg, Porgs. You'll like them. Yeah, there we go. Is it those tiny little things? Those little pig-looking things? Yeah, you got it. Porgs. <laughs> <laughs> They're cute. They are cute. Well, let's talk about what's going on in our, sci- our sci-fi world. Uh, Miles, why don't you go ahead and get us started here? Sure. So uh, I'm still enjoying The Last Ship. I think it has one more episode before it wraps up this season. Um, I'm enjoying the Orville and um, Star Trek Discovery. It, uh, it continues to generate lots of conversation. Uh, with uh, the fans, I'm enjoying that. Although I'm, you know, I'm getting some of the uh, concerns. I just finished reading the Star Trek Discovery tie-in novel, Desperate Hours, by uh, David Mack. Oh, very good, very good. All I see is that you've written here that you're you're reading Disco. So I'm like, okay, well, well, that's better. That's better than putting STD. Yeah, <laughs> true. Oh boy. <laughs> True, true, true. Um, tell me, uh, what's going on in your sci-fi world tonight? Um, my sci-fi world's been kind of tame. <laughs> it's just a lot of I've been working a lot, which sucks. But um, I'm not up to date on Discovery because I'm still not really cheesed about. I'm not really happy that I have to pay. Like it just feels a little strange. So with that. Um, I just have to suck it up and either pay for it or do what the rest of us nerds usually do, and that's find it in a different form. Um, right. But I'm definitely up to date on the Orville, which is so good. It's Liam friggin' Neeson was on it. I know, right? Yeah. Or, uh, Charlize Theron. Oh, man. I mean, talk about dead sexy. Yeah, I and- know. <laughs> Come on, she, for mad. Oh, she's amazing. Um, and then, and then, I'm trying to watch the Inhumans. That's right. But, um, that's right. You were gonna take one for the team. Uh, I don't want to anymore. <laughs> I don't get uh, it. It just feels like I'm watching 1970s um, Justice League. Like I'm waiting for someone to go. Meanwhile, <laughs> yeah. Me- Back at the century of doom. <laughs> like, oh. I'm just having just flashbacks like, of watching uh, the Super Friends. It's not good. I know. It's not good. No. Th- it's th- driving me a little crazy. Yeah. Um, other than that, something else had popped into my head, but now I forgot about it because I was too busy yelling about um, the Inhumans. That's pretty much it. Um, I am currently working my way through all the harry potters again because i'm gonna um last year in my office i hid 20 large googly eyes across the entire floor and everyone had to find the clues and find them so this year i had thanks to think geek i had night the i we have this door to the data center right next to our area where we sit my team sits so i printed the word dumble on a piece of paper 
and pasted and taped it to the door. Oh. See what I did there? Yeah, I do. Yeah. And then someone said, then I wrote the word Griffin and uh, I put it on a door on the other side of, the, of our floor. Um, the Harry Potter people get it. And then every once in a while, someone goes, why is the word Dumble on the door? Uh. <laughs> so that's that's been a lot of fun. So what we've uh, two of us have decided to do is we're going to get modern horcruxes. We're going to get, um, but that's that's um, that can be hidden in plain sight. So we'll get like I work for a bank. We'll get swag that has the bank name on it. We'll get a hat and that'll be the diadem. We'll find like a lanyard and that'll be the necklace. And um, we're working on I've been I'm reading the books so that I can get all the clues right so I can at least be somewhat accurate. And then in January of 2018, um, everyone needs to find the horcruxes. And then um, I'm hoping that now with our connections to um, some of the bigger arenas in the greater Washington area, I can score tickets because the Harry Potter um, play is coming to, coming to Washington. Um, I was hoping that like the person who finds them all, um, uh, I could get two tickets for the show as the prize. That would be so I'm awesome. deep, deep into Harry Potter at the moment. Um, there's so much I've missed in the past. So I'm really excited about just kind of re re reliving the Harry Potter books. Cool. I and missing Sirius Black because he was just so wonderful. He was. He was. We just watched, my son and I just watched that third movie again. And that was just oh, awesome. So, so good. I know. I know. So uh, in my sci-fi world, um, I finished Thrawn for the second time. And I don't know if I'd, I don't think I'd finished the last time. Maybe I did. Um, and then Dark Disciple finished that. That's a story. That's another Star, Star Wars novel that uh, deals with Assad's ventures. And, and then I said, you know what? I'm not enough of Star Wars, so I'm reading Revenge of the Sith. And I know I've talked about it on this show before, but that book is just so good. Um, and, uh, and it's just a, it's just beautifully written and you, um, you, your heart breaks for all the characters and the manipulations going on. It's just absolutely incredible. So if you ever get a chance to read Revenge of the Sith, it is well worth the read. So noted. Yeah. Um, and then I am too, I, I too am watching Orville and Carl with Orville. Um, and, uh, again, just really enjoying the episodes it feels like star trek with you know a little bit of potty humor thrown in but but it feels more star trek than discovery does and i and i'm loving discovery too but it's not traditional star trek definitely not and uh and so i'm uh i'm quite on board with both shows and they're the only two shows that i'm watching this season that i'm kind of into right now so um but i'm i'm excited about them and excited to see where they go with it so I forgot to say, I watched The Gifted uh, last week. Oh, yes. That, um, That's the X-Men um, X-Men spinoff TV show, I guess. Where is that showing? Uh, on, on, on Fox? Yeah, I think that's Fox. Maybe, okay. maybe, maybe FX channel. Okay. I watch on Hulu, though. Yeah. It's on Hulu? Okay, hold on. Looking it up. Earmarking it. There you go. There you Talk go. amongst yourselves. Yeah. But uh, The Gifted, <laughs> I have not watched in Humans. Uh, the Gifted is much better. Uh, did you, you said you did watch Inhumans? Uh, I did not watch Inhumans, but uh, 
Um, but you're enjoying Gifted. Yeah, well, the, yeah. So the first episode of Gifted, I think that's going to be a really good show. Oh, good, good. Well, maybe I'll have to check it out. We'll see. Mm-hmm. I've begun to the way I've been consuming television now is I'm, you know, grading essays at school and kind of casually watching Discovery and Orville and other things that I can get my hands on. So maybe I'll throw that into the mix if I'm looking for something to. Watch. I'm glad you're paying full attention to these young children and all their hard work. Well, some <laughs> so, some of it is not like. Uh-huh. A multiple choice quiz doesn't take that uh-huh. much. Yeah, I'm sorry. Uh, suck it up. No, those can be like I can only imagine the tedium of grading. Do they still do them on Scantron they, sheets? They so don't. Well, can... I, it's, thankfully, we have Google Forms that that you can actually give quizzes on Google Form and grade you for it. So I don't have to really? do that. Yeah. Oh yeah. Google Forms allows you. There's a quiz function in Google Forms, and you can, uh, you know, create your quiz right there. So they do it online. Everything's online. Really? In my class, in, in in my classroom, at least, I I have colleagues that still use scantrons. So, ah, scantrons. Yes, I know that you miss them. The quest for a number two pencil. It is. It is. <laughs> my favorite thing is like when you're grading them and a student does bad. It sounds like a machine gun when you're running them through the scantron. It's like, yeah. It's not my favorite. My favorite thing is not that the students did bad. It's just my favorite sound. I guess I should say. Because it's marking questions wrong. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, let's move on. We have... Uh, we well, will, go ahead. One quick thing. Go ahead. Because we were chatting about it previously, um, is that as I we sat here and we were talking, um, I got my... I went ahead and got my hotel reservation for Farpoint Far Point. 2018. Yes. Farpoint 25, 25th anniversary of Farpoint, Baltimore's yeah. foremost Star Trek convention. Nice. I, and I didn't mean to shell it like that. It just kind of came out. <laughs> but I'm super excited. So February 9th through the 11th, Nana Visitor. Very excited for her. Yep. And Matt friggin' Frewer. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Oh, my God. Max Headroom. I know. That's so exciting. Uh, he's on Timeless, too. So Is he really? Or he was in the first season. I want to say he got he got axed in the, at the end of the first season. But he was, uh, he was in Timeless, so. He was in that show with the girl who's a clone and her sisters and the really creepy sister. Orphan Black? Orphan Black with my sisters. Oh, so he was in that show, too. Nice. Yes, he was so good. Nice. He was Uh, only in, like, the first two seasons, and then, spoiler, he eats it. Yeah. Well, he, he, I think he ate it in Timeless, too, so... Poor dude. I liked him in Eureka. Yeah. Did he eat eat it there, too? With my... With my dreamboat, Colin oh, yeah. Ferguson, oh, yeah. the Maytag man. I know. Come on. I love, are you kidding? It makes me want to buy a Maytag just to think I could potentially dream that he's <laughs> the one cooling my cooling my my colas. <laughs> that sounds dirty. Anyway, I just wanted to make sure since they're friends of the show, I wanted oh. to make sure that people knew about it so they had time because I think I just took the last bedroom with the king sauce bed. Yeah, so. Yeah, now, I'm not being creepy. It's because I sleep on the diagonal. It's true. It's true. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> but I wanted to make sure that we 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 threw a little shout out to them. Yeah. If you are going to Farpoint, please let us know. We'd love to <laughs> hook up, maybe meet and greet with you and just uh, chat. But, not hook up. Meet yeah, up. Yes, meet up. Did I say hook up? I didn't mean it. Yes. I didn't mean it that way. Because I said kings. Never mind. <laughs> Moving right along here. Moving right along. Uh, It'll be great to see everyone at Farpoint. It will be. It will be. Here at the Delta Hunt Valley Hotel. Yes. 
the hotel that changes names each year. But every year, every I swear year. to God. That's right. But anyway, sorry. No, <laughs> that's fine. We do want to thank our Patreon supporters, and uh, you know who you are, and uh, James Husband, especially, who is a uh, supporter uh, of the podcast. And uh, he actually wrote in and gave us some feedback. Before we share that, though, if you want to become a Patreon supporter, there are three levels you can support at. You could uh, you can support us at I think a buck a month. It gets a mention on the show. You can support us at the five dollar level, and that earns you after three months a signed autographed picture of your choice. And I believe the list is on Patreon. And then if you support us at the ten dollar level, you can control. Miles M and I. You can dictate us. You can dictate. You can dictate us. You can dictate to us what you want the show to be about. Or hey, you can even come on the show if you're comfortable with that. And we would love to have you on if you support at that level. So, so yeah. So that's at Patreon.com/backslash/sci-fi. And better yet, you get serenaded by M playing the ukulele. I was playing some really fun music underneath your plug there. There we go. I like it. So, it was great. I, you know, for being a terrible ukuleleist, nice. I, I was really proud of myself that I didn't screw up and that it was very quiet and it was just, you know, subtle. I like that. I like that. I like the subtlety of that. Real good. Working on it. Yep. It made me want, That's to, exciting. It made me want to keep talking about Patreon. But... Patreon. 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 Anyway, your money. Yeah. <laughs> uh, nothing like blatant, shameless plug. Way to go there. Look, the world is about honesty. Yeah, it is. It is. Well, talk about honesty. We got some great feedback from James Husband, who uh, wrote in, and it's a fairly long email, so we split it up into three. And M, I believe you're on to read first. And I am. So thank you. And it starts Aloha Sci-Fi <sighs> Diner. Uh, first and foremost, I want to apologize to M for omitting her in my last letter. You are totally forgiven. Um, I was a new listener to the podcast at the time, and it was only Scott and Miles on the show. That's totally cool. That's how I started to. Um, but I was glad that I redeemed myself to M with the Lord George Lucas, Fredo Corleone, um, Corleone analogy. Absolutely. You totally did, dude. Um, I wanted to wait until I watched both Star Trek Discovery and Orville before I wrote back to the show. Bad news first. I didn't like the first epi two episodes of Orville. I'm not the biggest fan of science fiction parodies or Seth MacFarlane. At first, I didn't like Ricky and Morty because it was a cruddy parody of Back to the Future. But the show's wild imagination won over its frat house humor. Now, I'll take Rick and Morty over Family Guy any day. Me too, dude. If the Orville relies more on good storytelling instead of crass humor, then it has true potential like Rick and Morty. I wanted to point out something about the Orville that I didn't like. The main villains, the Krill, look like clones from Crawl from Star Trek Beyond. Every time I heard the Union, I kept thinking of plumbers and painters as opposed to a galactic federation. The props look like parodies of Star Trek props. They are. Um, honestly, maybe it'll take a few episodes, but I kept thinking of the show as McFarlane's attempt to make next generation version of Galaxy Quest. That's pretty accurate. On that note, let's talk about Discovery. And we'll get to Discovery in a second. What do you guys think about what he's saying here? 
Well, I would say, James, I would give the third and fourth episode a chance. I, I The show does a good balance of being funny, but also kind of going deep a little. Oh, yeah. And, yeah, and, so. and I think the crassness, while it's there, almost takes a back seat in some of the more recent episodes. I would think so. Yeah. Um, I, I, the crass, whatever little crassness doesn't bother me on this show. Yeah. What do you think about his comments about the them ripping off the uh, the Krill being ripoffs of the Crawl and uh, calling it the Union instead of the Federation? Well, yeah, he's right. <laughs> yeah, but what what else is it going to be called? I mean, you can't you can't call it the Federation because uh, Paramount. So what what else would you call it? Yeah, the Union's just as good and. Uh, um, <laughs> I'm be I'm I've gotten yeah. very protective yeah. of Orville right now because they're willing to do like they 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 got me with the gender reassignment episode. Yeah. They really did. Yeah. Um that was amazing. And then the fanatical religious, you know, thing where they were respectful and yet helped these people just I I've really been impressed with there's there's a little crass humor, but I feel like I feel like Seth MacFarlane is such a Trekkie fan and such a sci-fi fan that he's going to be respectful. He's going to be more respectful than we expect. <laughs> yeah. You had to kind of reword that, didn't you, a little bit? Yeah. Uh, you know, and Liam Nielsen. Liam Nielsen. Liam come on. Nielsen! I know, seriously. Oh, exciting! I know, right? I mean, come on. It's uh, when you the moment he appeared, I was like, I thought he was going to say, and I'm going to come and find you, and I'm going to rip out your guts. But he didn't. He was kind of tame. But it was just great to see him as a cameo on that show, and that's that religious fanatic show. And then even the time travel episode to see uh Oh, see yeah. Charlize Theron. I can never pronounce her name. See, that would have been a drink right there, because I can't pronounce her name. But, but anyway. You know what? When we go to Farpoint, we should record a live show during the day, and then we should try and, like, right before all the festivities, we should have a drinky show. We should. We should. We can talk about that. Anyway, sorry. That was random. That is but random. I, <laughs> but. I will. And, well, in the first episode, the pilot's like, it's 830 in the morning. You're having a beer. I'm nervous. What do you want? Right. <laughs> it's very human. It is. It's very, you know. It is a little frat housey, but it's very human, yeah. which I get. Yeah. Not everyone is, you know, Jean-Luc Picard and perfect and hair in every place, perfectly quaffed and he was, having he wonderful was, he was ideas and never quite making a misstep. I mean, he'd never. I, I'm very protective of the Orville. I didn't think I would be. Yeah. Well, Miles, why don't you continue? He goes on to talk a little bit about Discovery. First, I felt like I made a deal with the devil by purchasing a subscription service for just one show. But I love Star Trek. However, CBS took advantage of that love. It makes me wonder if I just contributed to the death of free television. However, Discovery was worth it. It was beautiful and imaginative. If you guys remember, I had some reservations. I'm glad I was wrong, but I had a major problem with the plot issue I was right about. Spoiler alert. I had correctly predicted that Michelle Yeoh's Captain Giorgio would perish in the pilot. She actually died in the second episode. I apologize for diverging this, but this is an important topic to me. It's okay. We were already four episodes in. In the light of uh, Ed Screen's noble resignation from the new Hellboy movie, in which another uh, 
ethnic character would be whitewashed. Why did Captain Giorgio have to die? No, no disrespect to Jason Isaacs. He's a great actor, but he's also a white male. I'd rather that his character died and Michelle Yeoh would be the captain of the Discovery. Her character has so much resonance and depth, so it's a real shame. The same faux pas happened with Star Trek Into Darkness. The white, they whitewashed Khan with Benedict Cumberbatch when they could have chosen a, a, a slew of talented Asian actors. Wouldn't, um, and I'm not, for, I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing this right, uh, Irfim Khan have been a better choice. How about Chow Yun Fat? I digress. I agree with Anne about the new Klingon look. They looked at they look like classic Klingons in Enterprise, but were human-looking in TOS. I know the Augment virus had much to do with it, but but this new Klingon look, they made me think of, of talking uh, xenomorphs in Italian Renaissance clothing. Honestly, however, these new Klingons terrified the, the, the crap out of me. They were so creepy and aggressive, I agree with Miles about the Easter eggs that were more effective homages to TOS than the Orville. But it makes me wonder if Discovery is set in the Prime Universe or the Kelvin-verse. What do you guys think? Oh, I almost forgot. I love the, the space telescope that uh, Michael Burnham used in the first episode. It showed that technology was still progressing towards TOS, storytelling-wise. I'm still loving the potential of Discovery over the Orville. It's like choosing the, the revised uh, Ballastar Galactica over the original. Hmm. So what do you think about what he's saying here regarding uh, Discovery? Yeah, well, uh, Jamie, it, it, it's definitely in the Prime Universe. They They... they the powers that be when they um, announced the show, they they, they, they were pretty um, adamant that, that this is where the show is taking place. Um, and I also think with with Paramount owning the rights to the movies and CBS on the rights to the TV show, I'm not sure CBS was in a um, position to do a, a TV show in the Kelvin verse. So, so that, that, that answer, so that's the answer to that question. Hmm. Um, the Klingons. Yeah. It's going to take some getting used to, um, Although I gotta say the costumes, they actually looked at um, uh, con con conceptual designs for the Klingons back in '79. Uh, so, so the costume um, costumes is actually goes back to '79. Uh, although the Klingons, I mean, they they, they definitely amped them up uh, for this show. I like how much Klingon is being spoken in this show. Oh my yes, I mean. Seriously, there's a lot. They, they've obviously developed the vocabulary. And I wonder if Mark Okren's involved with that at all. Do you know, Miles? Yeah, I was thinking that, too. Uh, you know what? I'm, I'm not 100% sure. That's that's worth checking into. I would, I would suspect he probably is being consulted because they're using the, the, the language that he, he created. It's definitely, you know, you could, you could listen to that and, and listen to some past Star Trek. And it's, you know, it's the same Klingon. What do you think about the fact about them whitewashing Star Trek Discovery? You know, it's I'm I'm not gonna uh, I, I I'm not sure they're guilty of that. I mean, I I I understand respect the concern. I think when it came to Into Darkness, they had they had the opportunity to use a great actor like. Uh, Benedict Cumberbatch. I don't think it was a question of whitewashing. It was a question of we had this great actor, although I'm still, you know, uh, torn on whether he should have been con or not. Um, as far as discovery, this is going to be a war drama. So I'm, I'm thinking probably uh, um, Jason Isaacs might be a better captain. He's bringing, he's bringing the gravitas as far as 
you know, a, a captain in a, in a war. He's war certainly drama. He's, cer- like he's certainly more ruthless. Oh my gosh! Yeah, yeah. Then, uh, then Michelle and I'm, and I'm not sure that Michelle Yeoh's character, I mean, as an actor, could have, maybe she could have carried that off. I'm sure she could have, but there's something about having Isaac's as being kind of a little bit deranged that I don't know. Yeah, I, I, I think if this was just a show on, if there's more of a, you know, a traditional Star Trek where there's more exploration, I think Giorgio would have been fine. Michelle Yeo would have been would have been the perfect captain for that. Yeah. So, uh, Miles and Emma, this is for you too. Do, do you like the fact that this Star Trek Discovery is more of a war drama? I don't have enough information to agree or disagree because right. I'm only two episodes in, right? And I'm t- I wasn't in love with it, so I still need to watch it. Right. Miles, how about you? Do you like the fact that this new Star Trek is a war drama? Does it give a different uh, flair or taste to the Star Trek universe? I don't mind it expanding the Star Trek universe. I mean, I, I, I like Deep Space Nine because it had a war drama as part of it. Um, although with this one, a lot of the characters are very un-Star Trek, it seems. Hmm. Um it, there, there, there is very few people on the show I like personally. So maybe that'll change over time. Um, maybe it'll be a chance for the characters to redeem themselves or grow and change. I'll give the show time and see what happens. Uh, four episodes in, it, it's very different from Star Trek in the past. But I'm, I'm, I'm willing to put the time in. And we'll see what happens. Yeah. So uh, he he wraps up his email here. Um, my final thoughts and fr- uh, my final thoughts, friends, are about the news that J.J. Abrams will replace Colin uh, Trevorrow on Star Wars Episode Nine. I think it was a great decision. I'm not a naturally negative person, so I have no problems with bringing back J.J. There were some issues. <coughs> excuse me. There were some issues with the Force Awakens, but nothing to the scale of the prequel trilogy. I know there were cries for Rian Johnson, but apparently he turned it down. Star Wars director is probably the most difficult and unenviable job other than the president of the United States. I have a hypothesis for you guys. Once again, Steven Spielberg has, was passed over for director if he was ever in the running, which is weird because he has a strong history with both George Lucas and Kathleen Kennedy. What conclusion of the sequel trilogy will Disney produce? What's the... Oh, with the conclusion of the sequel trilogy, will Disney produce another trilogy? And if they do, would Steven Spielberg be the director? All right, Scott Miles, and especially M. Thank you for this great show. Until next time, Jame Husband, Honolulu, Hawaii. Thank you for writing in, and let's talk. Aloha with- and mahalo. Yeah, let's talk about some of what he was saying here. What do you think? Well, we know we're going to get more Star Wars. There's, there's, there's going to be a hand solo. Yep, movie. We know. I don't know if it'll be a trilogy or not, but we're going to get some more Star I think Wars. It's... We're going to get definitely filler Star Wars. Yep. So um, Han Solo, there's talk about an Obi Wan spinoff, and um, well, what's his face? Boba Fett's getting his movie. Oh yeah, we have Boba Fett's movie. So we have a couple here. I don't know uh, another trilogy. I mean, the, the the next trilogy will be with an entirely the, the entirely younger cast if they do it. 
So I think they're going to phase out the older actors here with episode nine. So, uh, But what do you think about the idea that Steven Spielberg could be a potential director for that trilogy, if it occurs? I'd support it. You support it? I like. I respect Steel Spielberg. Yeah. I, I trust him. Yeah. I trust him with, with all of that. Yeah. So, yes, yes, please. Yeah, I'd be, <laughs> yeah, be fine with it, right? Yeah. Yeah, it'd be cool. Mm-hmm. Um, any other thoughts about uh, his email? I would just say, James, just I would, I would give uh, Orville another chance. I think those other two episodes I, I thought were were really good. Um, so yeah, yeah, just give it. Agreed. That, that, that would be my suggestion. Agreed. All right, well, let's move on. So we have a trailer. We're going to play this trailer. Came out at New York Comic Con. Um, you did not go this year. That's right. Is that right? I did not. Um, New York Comic Con, as fun as it is, um, the last two years has gotten huge. I mean, huge, huge. And they have actually, um, even though for the la- for almost five years, I was I was getting a press pass and covering the con. Um, we aren't big enough for them anymore, so they no longer invite us. Uh, I never. I no longer get an invitation and a press pass. Yeah. Um, so that's really disappointing. Um, funny enough, my sister-in-law works for the parent company <laughs> and she couldn't even get me a press pass. Wow. Fussy about it. So I'm not sure what's going on with them. Um, but I, I, as I understand our friend Frage went, yeah. but as I understand it from some friends who went, it's very, it's not like the, the New York comic con that we used to go to. It's gotten very, san diego like it's it's way too big there's way too many people um there's just there just isn't that genuine feeling like it used to be so it's become become the east coast version of san diego then in some ways it is it has become the east coast version of san diego comic-con yeah yeah all right well this came out of we did get some news and one of the pieces of news is about the x-files before we go that we also got terminator news that kind of came out this weekend and uh, Miles, I know you're a huge Terminator fan. Uh, Emma, you do you like the Terminator franchise? I do. They they really have to fix it or just cut it out. Yeah. So the, the news came out that um, we realized that the uh, Terminator Six are are as a, the article said Terminator Three for real this time or whatever we call it is coming out July twenty sixth, twenty nineteen. And yes, Arnie will be back. So, so they've got plenty of time to screw it up. They do, <laughs> or hopefully make something <laughs> that was moved. You know, I did a you know Terminator Salvation. I enjoyed. Yeah, uh, it was it was different, but yeah. Did you see Genesis Terminator Genesis? I never Scott? saw Genesis, but oh okay. Did you? But did both of you see that? Genesis was the new one with Cersei in it, right? Yeah. Yeah. With uh, uh, Daenerys. Daenerys, thank you. Yeah. Um, it was okay. Yeah. There was some. I would not. I like that actress, uh, Emily. Is, I can't recall her name. I like her. I didn't like her as she's. She's not my Sarah Connor. No. Oddly enough, Cersei used to be Sarah Connor. I know. On the Sarah Connor Chronicles. I know. Um, I liked she her. She was good. I guess it's because. Sarah Connor grew up grows up very differently in this new timeline. So, yeah, 
I don't know. I just she just felt very whiny and bratty. Yeah. Well, oh, the word is Linda Hamilton will be in this one also. I did hear. Yes. I did okay. Hear. Done. Good. In. Sold. She, yeah, buying a ticket. This is gonna be the best Terminator movie ever. Linda friggin' yeah. Hamilton. <laughs> uh, but anyway, so yeah, so that's that that news came out this weekend or this uh, recently, and so we're kind of stoked about that. But the other piece of news that came out is they released a first trailer for the X Files. And so I'm a huge X-Files fan. My, uh, Em, I know you were re-watching the X-Files for a while. I have been, very slowly, but I have been. Yeah, so so this is the next season, and man, they are bringing back some characters we didn't even see in season 10, so that I'm very stoked oh, about it. So let's bring back the boys. Yeah, ooh, not going to spoil, but hey, tell you what, we're going to watch the trailer, we're going to listen to the trailer, and then we'll talk about it on the flip side. Em, you ready okay, to go? I'm gonna- I'm going to watch it. All right, let's go. to offer you a deal. Civilization is in its final stages. I'm asking you to betray the whole human race. Do you mind if I smoke? Kill him before he kills us all. to save humanity. You want to see blood in the streets? The extermination of seven billion people? I have to find our son. Muller, they know that we know. We need your help, even if we don't trust you. How did we get here? He needs the boy, Mr. Muller. My son is none of your business. It's a very special child. <laughs> wow yeah exciting how about that for some, so exciting. how about that for some throwbacks to the past oh yeah oh yeah sig smoking but man i still didn't see the boys oh you did langley's in there is he yeah on the, on, he's, he's on the phone Oh, got it. Yeah, so he's. He, I'll have to watch it again and again and again and again. Yeah, yeah. Put I'm out, so excited. Loop, loop. Yeah. So, um, so yeah. So Langley's back with that. So that's exciting. Um, cigarette smoking man Skinner, of course, was back in the prior episodes, but then they have this echo of cigarette smoking man, and then the younger, this younger version at the very end. There's that clip. So. Mm. 
And boy, so many very interesting. So many good illusions. I mean, Scully staring up at the spaceship, the um Scully back in the hospital bed, which, you know, that's kind of old, but uh, <laughs> I'm looking oh, forward Scully's to it. Oh, Scully's in danger. Shocker. I know, I know. I know. But just hearing the voices, man, the the moment you have William B. Davis's voice come on, you just like, oh, cigarette smoking mm-hmm. man's back. So yeah, I'm stoked. I'm psyched. I, I I will definitely ten episodes. Ten episodes this time instead of six, so we have a bigger run. Oh, good. So uh, the first five or six are filmed, I believe. So they're working on the rest. So that's exciting. Yeah, I remember two comic cons ago when the first X Files came, when they brought it back out again. Um, we got to see Scully and Mulder um, in their prime. Jillian and and what's his face were just adorable and ridiculously charming and super funny. They were, they were and a little body, which I respect <laughs> towards each other even better. Um, so I can only imagine how much more fun it was yeah. at New York comic con this past weekend. Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, certainly stoked for that to be coming out, uh, 2018. I'm not sure we're given a release date yet. So, but last year it was January. I don't know if it'll be quite that early. So. Um, January is a good time. TV's kind of dead at that time, so it I that that sounds like a good. Yeah, I'm open for it. I'm open for it. Well, before we get into our interview tonight, we do got to talk about Archivos. Archivos, your story mapping software. Um, Archivos, yes. your story mapping software. Do you know what we should do? Is we should try to figure out. Is there any shows that could really, we mentioned like uh, Game of Thrones and are there any shows out there that really could use Archivos to help them out? Or maybe past shows that would have been, that could have really used Archivos to help them plan everything. Uh, The last season of Battlestar Galactica. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I can see that. What about Heroes? I think Heroes could have used Archivos. Heroes could have used a, some lighter fluid. <laughs> well, the first season was pretty awesome, but after that, it just kind of derailed. And they it, it was. And oh, funny enough, Adrian Pasdar, who was on Heroes and then was on um, on uh, Agents of Shield, now on Supergirl. So he's making his way around the uh, superhero circuit. He is cool. Yeah, yeah. Heroes could have could have used it. They were a little convoluted at times. Yeah, absolutely. I thought they're when they came back, I guess a year or two ago, they just had that mini season. I thought they did a pretty, that was a pretty good, uh, pretty good run there. Yeah. I wanted more. Yeah. I wanted more from that. That was too short. So I, I don't know. That maybe I if they had Archivos to plot out the story a little bit more, who knows? Yeah, I think so. Miles, do you have a show that you think could have used Archivos? Uh, I mean, I, I have to agree with the last season of Battlestar. Uh, see, <laughs> and I did like it, but yeah, I can, I can see, I can see that. Mm-hmm. I can see that. All right. Um, so, anyways, uh, Archivos. You know, story writers in TV shows that could have used Archivos, but obviously, this is a tool that, if you are a writer, you you lay out game design, uh, even stories for board games, um, plays. You're trying to organize and keep your stuff together. Archivos is a great tool to kind of help organize. They have a timeline feature. They have a story mapping feature that helps you visualize. I know that one of a lot of times 
I, I, I do much better if I can visualize something and then incorporate that into helping direct me when I write. So I think this is a great tool for that. So we're having a digital whiteboard. Oh, it is. It is totally. You know, you can whiteboard uh, for meetings, but it's the meeting between you and your characters and what's going on in the story. So, well, I mean, that's what when I was writing, um, when I was writing the show, The Line with my friend Chris, we would actually whiteboard out the story lines. It was all we would. That's how we would we would storyboard everything. Yeah. So you needed Archivos then. That's for sure. Yeah, we did. Yeah, Boy, we, we had way too much going on in our show. <laughs> but anyways, uh, without any further ado, here is Archivos. And then uh, we'll be back after this brief message from our sponsor. Introducing Archivos, a new story development tool that allows writers and gamers to document the story elements of their settings, map the relationships between those elements, and then display those connections through three unique interfaces. One of those interfaces is the timeline. Every event documented by the storyteller is displayed in chronological order on a scrollable timeline. Details for each event are available with the click of a mouse, including a summary of the event, the location, and the characters who were involved. Plus, like all of Archivos' display modes, the timeline is searchable and filterable so you can explore the aspects of your story world that captures your imagination. Learn more about Archivos at www.archivos.digital. That's A-R-C-H-I-V-O-S dot digital. Archivos, your stories illuminated. And we are back. We're about to share an interview. And Miles, why don't you go ahead and introduce that interview for us? Sure. So we met um, uh, Mark Ben David at Shirley this uh, past year. Uh, he, uh, he he was in the show Dark Matter, uh, which is, I'm I'm sad to say uh, did not get renewed for for another season. Um, but uh, people will know who you know people who are familiar with uh, Mark Ben David will, will his work. Uh, he's been on Bitten, uh, Degrassi, The Next Generation, uh, and some other other shows. Uh, but he was a uh, character of one slash uh, uh, Jace Corso. So um, I had a nice conversation with him at Shoreleaf. Yeah, absolutely. He also appeared on the uh, Murdoch Mysteries, which is kind of a TV series. I don't know. I haven't watched nice. that. So, so he's still a working actor, and uh, you still see him in some things. But Dark Matter was the reason he was, I guess, really at Shoreleaf. Did he do any other science fiction in his background, or is it mostly that? Um, that, that that's probably his big sci-fi yeah. claim to fame. Now he was in that show, uh, Bitten. I guess that's more fa fantasy. Yeah, true. Uh, and terrible. Yeah. And terrible. Okay. Uh, I know. See, I didn't know. It was. It's so. All right. It's no. It's no secret to the world. My feelings on Twilight. Oh, so it was a Twilight. <laughs> so it's like Twilight, the TV show. Oh, yeah. Well, but now he's doing better work. Yes, so he is. Dark cool. matter. Dark matter. So, Dark matter. So. Anyway, so uh, we had a chance to sit with him. It was, I believe, Saturday, and we were doing it on the floor. And it, we just had a good time just chatting with him a little bit. So, mm -hmm. so without any further ado, here is Mark Ben David, and uh, we'll be back after our interview with him. <laughs> I need to rest. 
I can hardly breathe and my leg is still bleeding. Fine. There's something I still don't understand. I'm sure there's lots of things you don't understand. The Porsche Lynn I've heard of, one from all the stories, would never risk her life and her ship and what's left of her crew to get revenge for a guy like Moss. In fact, the moment she found out he was an imposter, she would have strung him up and gutted him. Sounds messy. What the hell happened? You were a predator, like me. And we take from the weak and from the helpless because we're stronger. Because we can. You started to care. You're vulnerable. And soon the whole galaxy will see what I can see. You're finished. I'm prepared to shoot you down in cold blood. Come on. That's gotta count for something, right? Get back to work. Now. That's it. I'm through. Like I said, you still need me. I know my way out of here. I think I'll take my chances on my own. Wait! Wait! Don't you want to know who hired me? I didn't kill him just because he stole my face. I was paid. I already know. It was Traugott. They tried to kill all of us in prison. You're wrong. You don't know anything. If you want revenge, if you want the people who are really responsible, you have to keep me alive. You're the one who pulled the trigger. But now that's good enough. Ladies and gentlemen, we're at Shirley of 2017, and we're hanging out with Mr. Mark Ben-David. Sci-fi fans will recognize Mr. Ben-David from such shows as Bitten, and what I'm really enjoying, Dark Matter. Mr. Ben-David, welcome and thank you for taking time to talk with us on Sci-Fi. My Podcast. pleasure. It's great to be here. Uh, it's great to have you here. I'm a huge fan of Dark Matter. It's in space, there's spaceships, and there's even androids. Can you tell us the story of how you got the part of one in uh, Jace Corso? Uh, I was, do I, it was an audition like any other, uh, my agent called me, I was in LA at the time and they said we have this sci-fi show that's coming up and we really think you'd be great for it and they want you to make an audition tape because they're auditioning it right now in Toronto and Vancouver only so my roommate and I uh, practiced the, the sides and I sent off a tape and I didn't hear anything about it for a couple of weeks and I just thought oh there's another one. Um, you know, out in the universe, and then, and then I got a call saying they wanted to see me again, and I happened to be in Toronto at the time, and I went in and I met uh, Joe Malazzi, the producer, and I did a second audition. It took about 45 seconds, and I left thinking, oh well, I didn't get that job because usually they talk to you and ask you questions after, and and then a week later, I got it. That's awesome. Uh, was Dark Matter your first foray into working in sci-fi? No, uh, Bitten, a show that I did a couple of years earlier in which I played a bad werewolf, was my first, I guess my first sci-fi, yeah, my first sci-fi thing. Okay. Yeah. Um, so your character's backstory is interesting and even complicated. We see on the ship 
if I find out later your character has cosmetic surgery, look like a wanted criminal. Then you have that character who is the wanted criminal who plays an important role later. And then you have what I call the original who had had the cosmetic surgery, who I assume was played by another actor. Then you have the, the Derek Moss character from the alternate universe. Yeah. Do, do I have that about right? I, yeah, you do. You, yeah, that's exactly right. You've juggled it all out, yeah. I, I took a little time to figure all that out, but that's, that's what I thought I remembered. Yeah, you only see the original character, Derek Moss, once or twice before the surgery, and it's played by a different actor. Um, but 99.9% of the storyline takes place after he decides to get the surgery to exact vengeance for the death of his wife. Mm-hmm. So we, we, we saw uh, Jace Corso make it to, to our universe... Uh, the alternate Jace Corso. Can you confirm, confirm we'll see him uh, this season? I have a very long contract with um, the network that says that I can't confirm or deny anything about what happens in any season. I, I but perfectly understood. Yep, yeah, but I, I, uh, I love shooting the show and I love my castmates. Um, so, and like, like our producer says, it's sci fi, so anything can happen. So we're at a sci-fi con, and fans like myself, we're nerding out. We get to meet two of the cast members from Dark Matter that are here this re- weekend. What are some of the things that, that make you nerd out? Uh, I've always been big into plants and, and botany and, and horticulture. And since I was a little kid, my grandfather and my mother and I have all been really in, into that. So I geek out when I, when I go to botanical gardens. Um, I was in... New Orleans a few weeks ago and they have a great botanical garden there usually when I'm going somewhere to a new city I, I see if there's a if there's a place with weird strange plants that I can check out um, that's probably my n- most nerdy out thing um, I try to go like here we've been in Baltimore for a couple of days and as we were driving back from dinner a couple of days ago we passed a big garden center nursery botanical place and I, I wanted to jump out and see what they had there. Yeah. Well, if you're in my neck of woods, we have some called Longwood Gardens. That might be right up your alley. Longwood Gardens? Long, Longwood Gardens. Longwood Gardens. Uh, and what's your neck of the woods? Um, the York, Lancaster, Pennsylvania area. All right. Uh, Amish, kind of, in Amish country. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Great. Cool. So, so what's next for you that we, we can see you in soon? Uh, is there something we could be plugging? Yeah, so uh, plugging, I don't know if they're going to play, I don't know what the distributor will be in the States, I'm sure it'll get one. Right now I, I just finished shooting a comedy for the CBC, which is a Canadian broadcasting corporation, it's it's a network in Canada, um, a comedy about a young couple who are trying to uh, have a baby, but they're infertile and they're going through fertility treatments and in vitro fertilization and all sorts of different things while their friends are all abundantly fertile and having kids no problem and so it's sort of like a it's sort of a bittersweet comedy about a couple who really want uh, a kid and can't have one and all the ins and outs of that whole process nice yeah very good called how to buy a baby how to buy a baby okay that's what we might see sometime soon Uh, mr ben david thank you for your time today my pleasure nice to meet you Mark now. It's Ben David, but it's Mark now. Yeah, it's Ben David. Uh, that's terrible. I know. <laughs> uh, 
Um, I know. And we are back. <laughs> Welcome to the, uh, in case you want to know why Em's laughing, we have some jokes. I made a terrible joke. Terrible joke. It'll be at the end of the show. Just listen. Um, yep. Uh, but we want to bring you our sci-fi five and five. And in case you think we didn't watch Star Wars The Last Jedi trailer that just dropped, you're wrong. We did watch it, except for Em, who's going to watch it right now for the first time. Aren't we going to play it? So we, that are. Can we are. Gonna, we are going to play it. And then what we're going to do is we're going to give the top five things that we learned from this trailer. That and they then, learned. They didn't talk to me. Well, no, but, but we're going to allow Em to chime in with some <laughs> of her things as well. So... All right, so... Always the bridesmaid, uh, never the bride. Uh, oh. Anyways, here you go. Here is the trailer for The Last Jedi. When I found you, I saw raw, untamed power. And beyond that, something truly special. always been there. Then I was awake. And I need help. I've seen this raw strength only once before. It didn't scare me enough then. It does now. Kill it. If you have to. That's the only way to become what you were meant to be. That's just clever cutting. No, no, <laughs> no. What's clever cutting? The whole like, I need someone to show me my place with with Kylo Kylo emo pants. <laughs> Kylo. No. <laughs> well, yeah. Uh, nope. A lot of questions that are brought up here in uh in this trailer so oh yeah so uh 
Let's talk about, why don't we talk about the five things we feel like we learned and then we can add stuff to it. We don't have to stick to the five here. So, so Miles, why don't you take us through the list and then we can talk about maybe each one. Yeah, so the little dude on the Falcon, he's a Porg. He is I never a, saw that. The first time I saw them. Was, yep, he is, a, he is a Porg. And man, the Porgs are seem to be winning the day on the internet. Everyone loves the Porgs. They're so cute. But I love the screech that comes out of them. It's very warrior-like. So, the little kids are going to love the Porgs. They are. They are better than the Ewoks. Just saying. And Jar Jar. But... Everything is better than Jar Jar. <laughs> it's true. It's true. Colonoscopies are better than Jar Jar. <laughs> oh, <wow. laughs> oh, man. Oh, this blister oh, on my thumb, so much better than Jar Jar. All right. Anyways, number four. So we got to see a lot of the, the ships we know and love from the original uh, trilogy, but um, I mean, some look exactly alike. They look like they, they haven't been altered or moder modernized at all. Yeah. Uh, some of them have, but a lot of them look like they just got them out of mothballs dusted them off and uh, they're flying them around yeah true true the walkers are always a welcome sight to see but oh yeah um, can't go wrong with an atat -AT. yeah, yeah number three what uh, miles go ahead so we see kylo flying around in a tie fighter and it looks like he's like trying he's do i kill my mother or or, or don't i or is and it she's like is it just clever editing, like Em said? Clever editing. I, I think that that's not the... I, I don't think they're going to... It might be. Well, you see that, that TIE fighter fly right near, which is a, a, a rebel transport ship of some kind. And so, you, so, yeah, it could be clever editing, but it could be... look like he's struggling to make a hard decision. Now, I did... Am I wrong to to hear that they were going to bring her into episode nine? Did I hear? I thought I heard rumors of that. I, I don't know. There were there were discussions about moments that needed that needed her, but I think out of respect for Carrie Fisher and what they've done and and what they filmed, I think I hope that they're going to scrap that idea. Yeah. I don't want to digitally created Carrie Fisher. However, I might have a problem with, you know, Adam Driver knocking off both his dad and mom. You know, uh it's what makes the villain. It does, but he doesn't seem quite resolved enough in his villainy. Well, without the actual story, yep. we won't know. Not exactly. We're just drawing it from the trailer, right? Um I feel like he's going to do something and she still has hope that he can be brought back like Anakin was. And the thing that he's going to do, he does it. I mean, that just, that's when she resigns herself that her son is dead. And now Darth Chucklehead. Yeah. <laughs> it'll be in his place. Yeah. It'll be uh, Kylo. You're breaking my heart. Oh God. No, no, no Padme. No, moments. Pad no, no come Padme. on. All right. Number two. So we see Snoke, not the hologram, but we actually see him. So I'm just glad they brought maybe... Smeagol into the movie. <laughs> that could be him too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like Gollum, Gollum, my precious. Um, 
Yeah, it's his voice through part of the voiceover too, and uh, so it's uh, it's interesting to see where they're going to take it. Who he's talking about? Is he really talking about Kylo, or is Ray the really um, is Ray the one that we're talking about? I don't know. Do you, do do, so, do the number one here? Yeah. So we talk about th- this raw power. Um, Ray Ray is practicing and learning how to use the force and the lightsaber when the ground starts to crack it freaks luke out is that but is it crack again we don't know whether that scene is just cut to make it to to get us on the edge of our seats with questions is he talking about snoke i mean he could be talking about snoke right um he doesn't seem to be talking about kylo because he kind of references kylo but i don't know so you think maybe that we the clever editing is manipulating us into thinking something? I, I w- else. Here's what I hope. I hope that they haven't basically given us the movie. Yeah. So hopefully they did do some clever editing. If anything, this new this new generation of Star Wars has definitely not let us down. I don't think in the last three films or the last two films. That they've let us down. I would agree. Um, I agree with that. And Disney doesn't make stuff that typically is terrible. And I think that they're. I think there's going to be a storyline um, that's going to carry it on. And we have some. We have some strong uh, female characters. We have characters that we love kind of reappearing. And uh, so I'm just. I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to this movie. Well, and they're not gonna. I don't think they've given away the film. In the trailer, um, they're 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 smart about their products. They know what they need to do to suck people in, and you know it's yeah. I, I mean they're sucking people in. I'm I, I'm really I cannot wait. I just yesterday bought two hundred and fifty three tickets to see. Um, I bought it a whole theater for my office to go and see it. That's right. I heard you were going to do that. That's awesome. It was it was really fun. It was the craziest. I've never spent sixty seven hundred dollars on a movie. That's awesome. But, oh my gosh! <laughs> but two hundred fifty people are going, and it's one of those really. It's the Dolby designed theater, so it's the digital four K um, laser projection system. It's the four K surround sound. Um, from Sony, and then there are these amazing seats, and there's a subwoofer in each seat, Whoa. so you can feel the movie. Totally worth it. I'm coming to work for your company, M. So just saying, <laughs> yeah, that's awesome, though. Yeah, I did. I'm not, excited for Star Wars. I did not. I did not buy my tickets yet, but I'll I'll go see. It. I'll go see it over the break there, and when Christmas hits. So, but very cool. Anything else you want to say about Star Wars? Are we pretty good? I'm just excited. That, I mean, it's not, I mean, December 15th is not that far away. Yeah, absolutely. No, but, oh, but did tickets go on sale for justice league? Don't know. Did I miss that? Justice league is November. Yeah. So probably. Yep. Justice but, league so tickets. I don't know. Tell me internets. Yes. Come on. Wise was maybe not. Maybe star Wars just went early. They're cashing in now. Yeah, might as well. So Justice League Dark, is that what it's called? Uh 
Justice League. Apparently, you can see. Apparently, there's something called Justice League Dark. This is just Justice League, and in theater November seventeenth. And I don't see anywhere that you can actually buy tickets for it yet. You can buy advanced tickets for Star Wars. <gasps> oh, there's a double feature. <laughs> I have to. Oh, I really need to go to work on the 14th. Crap. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, <laughs> sorry. I was. No, I'm really excited. Yeah, I'm you should be. Digging around for tickets. Now. Yeah. There you go. All right, well, with that being said, uh, let us know what you thought of the Star Wars trailer. We'd love to hear your thoughts. That, the X-Files, anything else that we talked about in this show, we would love to hear from you. You can email us at the Sci-Fi Diner Podcast at gmail.com. Don't forget to, if you can, support us on Patreon. We would love to have you help out the show in that way. Plus, you get a little bit something for it. And uh, we just love having you a part of the show in any way, whether it's just writing in, reviews, you name it. But I believe that's about it. That's all we have for tonight. Miles, why don't you take us out of the show? Good night and good luck. We'll see ya. Do your dailies. And get your Star Wars tickets.